This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. 22 points clear at the top, 24 wins from 25 Premier League games. It's getting harder to find the superlatives to describe this Liverpool team, but we will do our best on your latest post-game podcast. I'm Paul Wheelock, and over the next 45 minutes or so, we will be reacting to the 4-0 win over Southampton that moved Liverpool ever closer to the title. We'll be hearing from Jurgen Klopp, plus eight of our regular fan callers into this show, but we'll start at Anfield with the verdict of the Liverpool Echoes Liverpool FC correspondent, Paul Gorst. Liverpool are 22 points clear at the top of the Premier League after a 4-0 win here at Anfield against Southampton on uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, 22 points, um, it's the biggest lead that anyone's ever had uh, at this stage of a top flight campaign in England. Uh, A remarkable uh, season so far for Liverpool. Uh, Manchester City play uh, Tottenham uh, tomorrow, so it might be reduced to 19, but at this stage it's looking um, with almost certainty that Liverpool's name will be on this trophy. Uh, in May, the first league title in 30 years, uh, league title number 19, something they've waited so long for. It's uh, looking increasingly likely that it will be their name on the trophy, as we say. Um, it was a difficult first half, it must be said. Southampton probably created the better chances. Danny Ings had a couple. Pierre-Emil Hoiberg had one as well, but um, Alison Becker and Virgil van Dijk stood up well to those. Um, Liverpool were a much better team in the second half and came flying off the traps. And Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain opened the scoring. Uh, Cop end with a low drive past Alex McCarthy and that really got the ball rolling and then from there it didn't really look like Southampton were going to get back into the game. Um, Captain Jordan Henderson who was once again fantastic, he's come up with the second goal. Um, Great play from Roberto Firmino down the left, he cushioned it with the outside of his foot, took it into the box, cut it back for the captain and he made no mistakes uh, to make it 2-0 and from there on Liverpool were uh, they had the tails up and, and were playing a lot more. Well, a lot better and with a lot more freedom. Uh, Mohamed Salah scored the third for his 17th of the season when he poked past McCarthy again at the cop end. Uh, lovely little toe poke finish. And then he's uh, finished it off towards the end after more good work from Firmino. He's now to 18 for the season. Two more will see him score 20 for the third successive season. The last player to do that for Liverpool was Robbie Fowler back in 1997. Um, he remains uh, with so much to marvel at in this Liverpool team. Salah does remain the, the jewel in the crown. Uh, Liverpool will head off now. Well, the, the senior stars will head off for their mid-season break, as will Jürgen Klopp, uh, with another 23 side to be managed by Neil Critchley to come here in the FA Cup fourth round replay against Shrewsbury Town on, uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, they'll resume later this month at Norwich and then they'll, they'll take it from there. There's seven wins from a first Premier League title, seven wins from the first league title in 30 years. And at this point, uh, will it be anyone else on the, uh, on the trophy on May the 17th? Almost certainly won't be Liverpool are cruising. Thanks very much, Paul. He's now off for a very well-deserved week off. In fact, much like the man we will hear from next, Jurgen Klopp. As we all know, he will not be taking charge of Tuesday's FA Cup fourth-round replay with Shrewsbury Town at Anfield, but he will go into the first team's winter break safe in the knowledge that his side cannot be doing anything more to end the club's 30-year wait for the English top-flight title. Jurgen, yeah, that was a pretty tricky first half. And then the second half, the, the counter-attack was seen pretty perfect, pretty clinical. Is that how you saw the game? Yeah, not only the counter attacks were then good, but um, no, 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 I know. Oh, good. It's no first half is um, the first and foremost. I've read to say, wow, what Southampton, what a team that is. And I, I'm so long in football, I never saw a turnaround like that. And I said in the press conference, I was, um, that's not my job to do, probably. But when I saw Chris, um, them playing at home against Chelsea months ago, I. Was really worried. So and doing that kind of 
turnaround is just exceptional. Setup they have is constantly causing you problems. If you do the wrong things, what we did in the first half in, in some moments, um, the defending is really good and um, and then their counterattacks are exceptional. Ingsy and, 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 and Long, what they do there up front, how they got supported then by the, the midfield and the wingers, that's that's just um, how I said, exceptional. So that's why we had the problems. We in the first half because we lost the balls in the wrong moment. We had to change three, uh, two, three things, and um, most importantly, we had to change the involvement of Fabinho. Um, switch the side with him, pass the ball, the football things, um, and then we 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 started rolling, if you want. But then there was a situation, of course. I know um, when Southampton won the penalty, I didn't see it back yet. Um, when we had the, that kind of counter-attack and Oxley with a sensational goal. Um, but I think I liked the second half already much more until that goal. So um, what we did then was just really good. We played much calmer, used Fabinho better. With this, with this positioning, we, we used all the midfielders better, um, used our fullbacks better, had better direction. Yeah, so it was just a better game and um, in the end we won it. Um, the, the strange thing of this game is that it's not even too high. It's just it's just strange that um, Southampton could have won it as well, um, and that just shows how difficult it was today. And even more so, we are really pleased about the outcome. Sam, it's uh, uh, 22 points at the top of the table. That's uh, apparently the biggest lead ever in the Premier League. I know we We're not last that long, huh? Well, but it's it's going to last at least a few hours, but um, I know we throw new numbers at you every week, and you don't normally respond to them. But I mean, that, that is even for 12 hours, it's an astonishing achievement. Yeah, true. And again, I can only—it's easy for me to use this game as a description for the situation. We have, um, we have just incredible, difficult opponents to play against, and um, they are not here to to be part of any party, they want to hurt us <laughs> normally, they want to beat us, that's absolutely normal and we have to to throw everything we have on the pitch to to, to get out of these games with a point or three points and uh, the boys do that thankfully and um, that's why we are where we are but we don't take that for granted, not for a second um, but for today it was the best thing we could do. Um, the attitude and the, and, the, and the mentality of these boys made it again possible that we could win this game. But because this was a game which looked in moments uh, not only tricky, it looks like a, a banana skin is maybe not the right word because Southampton is too good for being a banana skin, but uh, it looked like, yes, today it will probably happen. And the boys that put a sensational shift in. Um, everybody went to the point and above, so um, that makes this group really special. That's all what happened, and um, we didn't want to have a 22-point um, difference to other teams today. We wanted to have 73 points after the match day, and that's what we have. And so, all good for the moment. There's just one more number as well. It's 100 points now from the last 102 games. I mean, not again, it's <laughs> that would be.
Yeah. No, from a possible 102. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yippee. Yeah. Shows the consistency over or for long for, for for the year really for the calendar year that the team. Look, we, yeah, we don't look really on that number. That's true. But if I that the game we lost in that in that um, period was a Manchester City, and we could, we could say we lost it because of eleven millimeters or whatever. Well, there were two points for United, weren't there? No, no, no. Oh, no, these two. Ah, uh, last time we lost was 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 um, was at City and that was a really tight game so imagine we would have drawn that day um, and I, I don't know how, I don't know the number then how many games we didn't lose or whatever um, look, look it's just and I, I promise you I don't lie we don't feel that we don't, just don't feel it it's not today before the game my main feeling is I'm concerned I'm not I'm a very optimistic person but not before a football game because I know long enough that everything can happen and, and the ball rolls in different directions and stuff like this and um, today for example Southampton had absolutely too many um, shots finishes but what Ali is doing with these finishes I have no clue how he's doing that it looks always at the end this was not a good finish but I think the finishes were pretty good just Ali was there so and um, that is then really special so we don't we are not perfect not even close to be perfect the only thing we don't care about not being perfect we just try to make the best of of our um, use our skills in the best possible way that's what we try and um, the boys do that now for a while pretty good and that's why we have these kind of numbers but it doesn't feel a second like um, it's really special it just feels hardest work and um, that's why I'm so happy that the boys can go now for a week somewhere else and um, do what they have to do to come back recharged, refreshed and then we prepare Norwich and the rest of the season, that's it I've never seen it. I've never seen it, to be honest. So I, I, if you would have asked me from outside, how I would ask the same questions. The only thing, I, maybe other people would feel different, but I can only say it doesn't feel. Um, it's not that I feel stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger after each win. It's not like this. It's just one great celebration, little, sometimes more, sometimes less, and then um, relief, settle, go again. No, I, again, I know, I know, I know um, about it. I just, again, I, I have no clue how it should feel. But it's not that I think think we we should we are close to something really special. Um, we are now a week. The boys have now a week off. We all have a week off, and then we and then we go again. That's the only thing I know. And all the rest we have to see. But so many things can happen in football, and um, that's why. And even when, when there's any decision made in the future, whenever that will be. Um, why we should we then stop thinking the same way? So, um, yeah, we have to use the skills of the boy, we have to use the character of the boys, we have to use the power of this club and especially of the stadium. And then we, we are actually, it's our, our duty to win football games. And um, yeah, that's what we try now for a while. 
We'll now get stuck into our post-game callers. Eight of our regulars have phoned in and we'll start with Simon Donnelly, Owen Thomas and then Ross Strachan. This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. Yet another win there at Anfield. The juggernaut rolls on. We all we all are now believing, I think, that we are going to win this thing. But we will all wait for the big party until we. it's mathematically impossible that we can lose it. Um, as I say, the juggernaut rolls on today. Liverpool are. We expect them now, don't we? We expect it to win every time we go to a game. Unlike previous seasons, every time we go to a game now, I'm expecting the win. And I know maybe one day we'll be disappointed, but... At the moment, let's revel in the glory. It's fantastic. Great great result today. First half was a bit scrappy. I thought um, there seemed to be a lot of unforced errors, a lot of back passes and balls back into the middle that led to Southampton attacks. And it's a good job we've got um, Virgil Virgil van Dyson. Virgil van Dyson to to hoover up all these little these little errors because he was as always a beast of a player today. He's just on a different level to any other striker I've seen all season. He just is so strong, so powerful, so commanded, positionally so perfect and also so fast that I just don't see anyone getting the better of him. He's fantastic. What a purchase he was. Alisson kept us in it with a couple of saves as well. And in the second half, we moved into a different gear really and um, put them to bed quite comfortably. The t- I just can't stop looking at this league table the way it stands tonight. 22 points ahead of Man City. Who would have thunked that at the start of the season? I know they've now got a game in hand, but pressure's on them to win that game tomorrow. And they've got a tough one. Whatever happens, I think we... Dare I say it, I now believe, I think we've done enough. It would be some fall for us to not win this league now. Roll on the next game. What a season. Come on, you Reds. Well, here I am at the final whistle. Stairway to Heaven is coming on. And this is Liverpool Football Club on our way, on the stairway to heaven. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast with an extra special treat for my 40th birthday. I was prized with tickets for this match. And I have to say... My mind has exploded like a pumpkin with a stick of dynamite in it at that second half performance. The first half, the first half we made a few mistakes, although our defenders are good at recovering in general. And uh, God bless Alison Becker, who is even more imposing a physical presence in the flesh uh, than he is on TV, if you can imagine that, TV viewers. Um, this is Liverpool on the stairway to heaven. 22, 22 points above Manchester City. Uh, we're, we're not just on the stairway to heaven. We're, we're sort of dancing at the top, or, or, almost. You know, as we're to, uh, dancing up miles above everybody else, who's sort of in the purgatory of uh, of nowhere, really, in comparison. This is the greatest Liverpool team that I can remember. Um, and this is Owen from Copland Podcast. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that second half performance. We can beat anybody playing like that. Ooh. Well done, Liverpool. To Ross from Witness with his thoughts on the Liverpool v Southampton game. 4-0 in the end. 
all getting a little bit silly now. Running out of things to say. What a side. What a team. Oh, it's a pleasure, pleasure to see this side week in, week out. And league championships on its way. God knows what else. It's just, just, it's just an amazing time. It's a wonderful time to be ahead. Game today, Southampton. A lot of credit is needed for Southampton there, particularly in that first half. I think 4 0. Bit unjust on Southampton in the end. But yeah, first half, Southampton really decent. Had a real go. And, you know, we, we know all about Danny Ings uh, for Southampton there. And he, he was a real handful. And they, they had him and uh, Long up front. And yeah, there was a few chances for them. And they kept us honest. They, they didn't just have everyone behind the ball and try and play for it. But, and, you know, they, they got to half time and they're still in the game at that point. And you're thinking it could turn into a tough afternoon. But as we know by now, this Liverpool side doesn't make any afternoon tough. It was in the end, it was absolutely cruise control in that second half. They went up a couple of gears when they had to, got the breakthrough early. With Chamberlain and, you know, never look back. Great strike by Chamberlain. The second, Endo. What a man. What a player. Grown into such a special player. No one, no one envisaged that he turned into the player he has. You know, it's particularly in the last six months or so. He's got his, his performances, his captain, his captain and ability has just gone absolutely through the roof. And the man lifted the European Cup. The World Club Championship, and he's going to be lifting the Premier League in a few months too, and that's that's something special. We can't underestimate what what Jordan Henderson's going to going to achieve by the time he finishes the red, and there's many more many more trophies to be won. Yeah, Salah ended up getting the last two, the the third from Salah, absolute class class from front to back. The ball by Endo, the dink by Salah. You know, Salah's a wonderful, wonderful footballer. He ends up getting the fourth as well, a little bundle in. You know, people have accused people accuse him a lot this season of being a lot more greedy and stuff, but the man's a goal scorer. He's he's every time he's got the ball at his feet, things happen. He's creating things left, right, and centre. And it's just a, it's just an absolute joy to have him in the side. I wouldn't swap him for anyone in the world, and I mean that. I wouldn't swap him for any player in the world. He's perfect for us. He's a goal scorer. He's got, he's got the lot. It's you can see the joy when he scores as well. It's just you can see the joy in all the players at the minute. Everyone is enjoying it. Every I mean, you know Hendo's goal. You could see what that meant you know, to the team as it, as he is the captain, and it must it's, it must be a wonderful team to play for. And believe me, it's a wonderful team to be watching, and it's a wonderful team to support. It's just it's it's, it's just joyous at the minute. Yeah, Southampton, like I say, a little bit unlucky. It's, you know, that second half, we've, we, we end up getting that first goal off a breakaway and Danny Ings has got a huge shout for a penalty, in my opinion. It, I'm sure Fabinho they dangled a leg out and he's, he's tripped him. And For me, that was that. If, if that's at the other end, you're absolutely screaming for a penalty there. And they were a little bit unlucky on a couple of decisions, Southampton, in that first half. There was the, the robber incident where he's... Surely that was a pass back. He it 
any if that's like I say, if that's at the other end, you're absolutely screaming at the referee for a pass back. He passed it back, the keepers picked it up. I don't see how that's not been given, but it didn't. And there was a few little things in that first half that went our way. But that's just the way it goes. We you make your own luck and in that second half it all paid off with, with the goals that came. Like I say, a couple of mentioned on the Southampton side. Danny Ings came off after about 70 minutes, but he was head and shoulders, their best player. So unlucky at Liverpool, you know, with his injuries and that. You can see you can see the ability. The, he's, he, he, he's got a goal in him. He's looking for goals all the time. Wish him nothing but luck, Danny Ings. And obviously his record's good this season, so that's, I'm really happy about that. Let's hope he can stay injury-free. The other lad on the uh, right-hand side, Gineppo, I think he was the number 12, don't know much about him, never really heard of him, but he, he was a handful. He he caused a few problems down that side. And yeah, they've got a few decent players. I think Ryan Bateson had a good decent game for them. They were they were unlucky to lose that game four 0 in the end, but we're a class act and you know we're we're gonna beat we're gonna beat many sides four 0 So yeah, a little break now coming up. Obviously we've got this game Tuesday with the youngsters and they are, I've mentioned this before, slightly unhappy about that, but I'm not going to question this side. I'm not going to question Jurgen Klopp. He, if he wants to do it, he's got my total blessing. I'm confident the lads will get through. The young lads have got enough to beat this Shrewsbury side, surely. And then there's a little break. I hope everyone gets refreshed for the last little push in the season. Enjoy every game in the league now. It's almost emotional watching every game because we're, we're getting edgy and closer and closer. I think six wins or seven wins needed, something daft like that. And it's mathematically the trophies are so... I'm just going to enjoy every single week now, suck, suck it all in and yeah and there's obviously the Champions League still on that back burner as well so all to play for still, enjoying every Liverpool game, can't take the smile off my face, come on Liverpool. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Thank you very much to Simon, Owen and Ross there. Now it's time to get the thoughts of Steve Dawson and then Mark Baker. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 4-0 win at home to Southampton. And uh, what routine win isn't really the term you should be using to describe a 4-0 win, but it's all really starting to look very routine indeed, isn't it? We are so, so good coming forward on the break. I mean, we were just queuing up at times. There were three players when Minamino put the ball over the bar, there were any one of three players who could have scored. Um, I think Salah's goal as well at the end there, Minamino was also on hand. He, he could have put it away. We are looking so good coming forward. But still, the fact that we are rock solid in defence is, is probably the secret to our success. It, it surprises me when people predict scores uh, for Liverpool games, Liverpool supporters in particular, and they say, oh, we'll win 2-1 or 3-1 or something like that. How is it that you can expect Liverpool to concede a goal? The way we press up front and then these, the midfielders that we have, we've got such a, a deep squad of solid midfielders and then tremendous central defenders and then a goalkeeper, Alison Becker, such a, a wonderful performance again today. Really does look unbeatable at times. When you predict that we're going to concede a goal, albeit if we're going to win 2-1 or 3-1 or 4-1, that means you're you're expecting Liverpool to concede. And I just don't expect Liverpool to concede anymore, not for a long time. I'm 
I'm really quite calm at the moment when opposing sides um, attack us. I just do not expect us to concede a goal, and and, and that that is the that is the modus operandi of this of this team now. We we don't look as if we're going to concede. We did struggle with clean sheets at the beginning of the season, but um, we're racking a few up now, and that is really the safeguard. That is what is allowing us to cruise through some of these games. Henderson, again, magnificent, an assist and a goal, but Bobby Firmino, perhaps man of the match, three assists for him there. Still can't get a goal at Anfield, um, but it can't be long, can it? He just is a delight on the ball. So much confidence. Always seems able to get the ball out from under his feet, which a lot of uh, very, very good players can't quite manage to do. But he's got that calmness, hasn't he? To just wait a second, allow the defender to commit and then uh, move his body and the ball accordingly. I'm a big fan of the options Liverpool have got in midfield. Uh, I think we're all quite um, aware of the fact that in Henderson, Fabinho and uh, Jeannie Wijnaldum, we've got solid midfielders who probably are, all three of them, um, looking to provide defensive cover, solidity in the midfield. And we do know that those three can and have lined up um, in in the midfield, all on the pitch at the same time. And you can throw James Milner into that category. But to have a fit Naby Keita and a fit Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain there as an option to just provide um, an attacking outlet um, and rotating one of those three or four that I've just mentioned is such a great option to have. And and they're both in good form. I mean, Oxlade-Chamberlain's now scored, what, two goals in two games, hasn't he? And he had a similar streak um, late on last calendar year. Naby Keita, though, I'm a big fan of his. He's he's my favourite of the two. I would play him uh, whenever possible. The idea that on occasion we can play Oxlade-Chamberlain and Naby Keita in the same midfield three. It's happened before. I don't think it'll be too common a selection, but it can certainly happen again. Um and what panic will cause teams if we can if we can put those two uh, in the same side? Fabulous, fabulous performance. I loved it when Fabinho got a look in at the edge of the box and the cop shouted. Maybe even everybody in the stadium shouted, "Shoot!" shoot. We all we all uh, had um, I think uh, recollection of that wonderful strike he scored earlier in the season. Was it against Manchester City? Can't quite remember, but he hit the ball so well, and uh, I think we all saw that that coming again. But yeah, Alison Becker, um, if Bobby Firmino doesn't get man of the match, then Alison Becker's a, a good candidate again. Just looks so safe, uh, so calm with the ball at his feet, which of course is a big, big part uh, of the modern day game for goalkeepers. Um, different from back in the day when Ray Clements used to be imperious between the sticks. It, it's a different game for goalkeepers these days. And, and Alison Becker is uh, is... Well, he's, he's the signature player for how that position has evolved. It's it's so satisfying to see Liverpool perform like this. I can't wait for the next game. Brilliant, Redman. Well done. At Galasahi on Twitter. G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Mark Baker reflecting on Liverpool versus Southampton at Anfield, which was a much more difficult game than the scoreline suggests. I felt it didn't reflect the performance of the two teams. I felt Southampton were really, really good out of possession. 
in terms of their pressing distances and organised pressure that they placed on Liverpool's build-up play. Um, leading to the ball to be turned over in very dangerous areas with Liverpool underloaded and expansive in trying to play out and it caused Liverpool some major concerns. Now, Southampton wins able to take them opportunities but it was certainly part of the game in which they could have come away from Anfield with, with a positive result but Liverpool got the job done again and I think it's a, a common theme and I think it's it's not just this single game that you can see that there's periods within Liverpool's season and within games in which you do feel that they, they lose a bit of control and, and do almost look a bit ragged in the shape but I think the, the word I'd use to describe Liverpool is ultra-efficient and I think when the season finishes, you're going to be looking at a side, potentially, who Leroy Sani's goal at Manchester City at the Etihad last year would would potentially be the only thing that stopped the side going two years without a Premier League defeat. Now, I know a lot of fact, things are going to factor into that. It looks now, now that Liverpool are going to seal the Premier League title um, earlier than expected, but you'd have to think if Liverpool's still in Champions League contention that Liverpool would start to potentially rotate players for them games and and uh, save the legs of some individuals. So that may not happen, but in general, there's a possibility it could. Now, when you consider that, over the period of games, the, the games accumulation and the two seasons combined, Liverpool would have to be in consideration for being the uh, greatest team that the Premier League has seen. And I think... What the problem is with saying that is, I think there's been more pleasing teams on the eye than Liverpool. And I think that's why people would be resistant to make um, to make that assumption or, or opinion. Now, don't forget in that, that time frame, Liverpool have also been to two Champions League finals. Obviously, we don't know how the Champions League's going to play, play out this season. So there's definitely a body of work there over a long enough period of time which they'd have to be in any conversation. But when you look at the... You know, let's look at Manchester City, for example, or the great Barcelona sides. These the great Barcelona sides under Pep Guardiola, obviously, is the, is the standpoint. These teams have ultimate control over virtually every aspect of a football match. They basically take away any elements of risk or any any trouble they can encounter in games because they have such dominance in it in every area. And Liverpool don't always have that and play the game a slightly different way. But they're adaptable to every single situation. So that when you look at Manchester City, and you'd, you'd have to consider it, well, in my opinion, they're the greatest Premier League side that, that I've seen and Barcelona the greatest um, world side that I've seen. And that's just a personal preference. But there's no doubt that Liverpool, although not as pleasing visually, would definitely encompass a, def- a different skill set as a unit in which they're, they're capable of being almost chameleon-like in the way they approach games and are able to solve solutions within games. So Liverpool are, quite, are more than are capable of, of dominating the ball. But at the same time, they can sit back into a shape, absorb pressure, they can counter-attack, they can go direct, play more more direct balls than any team in the league and are very efficient at picking up the, the second phases of that, especially the midfield players. Obviously, Liverpool don't operate with what you'd call a creative player in the middle middle three, but what they do is they, they almost have a, a weapon in their counter-pressing techniques to, to almost be a playmaker for the side. So, so I think it, it's just been a great managerial achievement by Jürgen Klopp 
it to make such an efficient Premier League side and, and probably will go down as the most efficient Premier League side there has been over a collective period of two years if they maintain the way they are. I mean, I even look at Arsenal um, in the early stages of obviously the 2000s, they were almost built or ahead of the time in that they had pace, power, leaders, technical quality. And I see that a lot in Liverpool um, in this modern day, but with a very different way of playing because, again, Arsenal, again, controlled a lot of factors or variables within a football match. And Liverpool don't always do that, but it's almost sometimes by design. Not all the time, because sometimes Liverpool will get played back and then after, I don't think any time like to, to observe, uh, absorb pressure by choice, but they're comfortable in doing so and comfortable in... in changing a game plan um, throughout the course of 90 minutes or over a season really and magnificent coaching achievements and, and one that shows up that almost you get ideolo- ideologists, coaches for example Guardiola um, very much stuck to their pattern very much they have a principle of play now Klopp has principles of play but he was also capable of changing his game plan. For example, you wouldn't see Manchester City all of a sudden absorb pressure. I think the only time that I've actually seen Manchester City change their approach has been slightly at Anfield where they ceded more possession. But in, in general, it's more a case of our way will work. So adaptability, uh, ability to improvise, will what will mark this Liverpool team out in future years when come to people come to talk about them and what made them. such a great team and accrue the amount of points they have magnificent achievements and yet again uh, example of that in today's game in which Liverpool were able to find a way with the players at the disposal um, to beat a, a dangerous opponent which has been common throughout the season Thanks to Steve and Mark, as ever, for their contributions. Before we get to the last of our callers, just a reminder to subscribe to the Blood Red podcast on Acast or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you get the chance, also check out the Blood Red video channel on YouTube. We'll be back on Monday with the one and only Blood Red podcast. But now it's time to hear from Matt Whitty, Alex Watt, and then Sam Planch. Well, four goals. Hashtag of assist by Firmino. Brilliant captain's performance by Henderson. Really dangerous performance by Salah. He was a constant threat throughout the game. Allison was absolutely stunning in goal. Just makes everything look so, so easy. And another win to take us 22 points clear, which is just remarkable. And it's just such a joy to watch us uh, have such a comfortable procession to what's going to be our 19th league title and it really is just a case of when we're going to win it rather than rather than if and yeah it's just a joy to watch and it's it's so so strange to think really after after such a long time that it's that, it, that we're just going to win it by by absolutely miles um and it's just a, yeah just a great time great time to be red i thought today southampton were probably a bit unlucky to to lose by to lose by four goals um they were they were they were more than in the game and created an awful lot, probably more than any other team I think, other than maybe Wolves or or Red Bull in the game at Anfield. But we were absolutely ruthless in that in that second half. Um, it was only a marginal offside that stopped a brilliant Salah goal um, that would have been a well a brilliant team goal that Salah Salah finished off. 
and uh, we could have had a penalty in the in the first half with a with what would look like an absolute assault on Firmino in the six yard box. And there were shouts before our goal for uh, a, um, a, a penalty on Danny Ings um, as well. It did look like there was a toe to toe contact with um, with Firmino, but uh, contact was was pretty minimal. But you know, could have could have easily been given another day. Uh, that went. That went our our way, and uh, we just absolutely steamrolled steamrolled through them in that in that second half. And yeah, over to over to City, and yeah, we can just sit back and uh, with a little break till our next next league game. We've got uh, what's likely to be the kids in the FA Cup on uh, in midweek, and yeah, onwards and upwards. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast and another weekend, another win, um, 4-0 and it ended up being a more comfortable win than we may have expected after watching the first half because Southampton set up really well to be honest, they looked dangerous in the first half, you can see how much they've improved since the first half of the season because they were a tough team to play against today, you know, their game plan, their pressing was really on point. They limited our midfield creativity really well in the first half. And even though I feel we should have had a penalty in the first half, we may have considered ourselves fortunate that they didn't get a goal there. But ultimately, you know, they didn't take their chances. They never really worked Allison that hard. And Liverpool's just unbelievable quality showed through again in the second half. And yeah, it's funny that the first two goal scorers were Ox and Hendo because... I thought they were the two players in the first half you could point at and say they looked slightly ineffective in that first half. Um, Ox was out wide, which I never think is his best position. I always much prefer him as the number 10. I think his effectiveness is sometimes limited when he's on the left, but then he obviously scored by cutting in from that wide position into the centre and he scores another one of those goals from outside the area, which are basically his speciality nowadays. So... That was great. Um, we may have got a bit fortunate for a penalty not to be given against Ings just before that goal. It did look a bit borderline, but we'll take it given we, that we didn't get the one in the first half. So then Henderson um, in the first half, you know, with Fabinho being back in as the DM in that first half, I thought Hendo maybe didn't look as effective further forward as he has been for the last month or so playing deeper. But I think that was probably just him getting back into the rhythm of playing further up the pitch again. And yeah, it didn't take him long to get back in that groove because he was fantastic again in the second half, really stepped up. Great goal from him. Loved the celebration between him and Firmino too. Um, two lovely assists from Bobby for those first two goals as well. Um, and then Henderson ends up giving the assist for the third as well. Um, yeah, just a, another great captain's performance from him in the second half. And speaking of great second half performances, my word, Mo Salah um, obviously scored the third and fourth goals, but he was at the races today, wasn't he? That is for sure two lovely finishes when he was through one-on-one with the keeper he ain't missing those when he's in this form and yeah feels like he's really stepped up in the last couple of games with Sadio being out injured which often happens when the focus is a bit more on Salah to create chances to score goals and I thought he was phenomenal today especially in the second half it felt like he was everywhere he just looked every time like he got on the ball like he was gonna 
produce a moment of magic and yeah deserved those two goals um i think that's seven goals for him in six games against southampton he obviously loves playing against them um and yeah it's something like 92 goal involvements in 96 league games i think for him now 68 scored 24 assists so again just putting to bed this nonsense selfish narrative against um against him yeah he was he was fantastic uh great to see Cater coming on as well back in the squad after that injury and maybe could have scored too he and Minamino ended up getting in each other's way and Mini missed the shot but yeah really good to see Cater back as an option you know Cater and Ox pushing each other for that other midfield place now I think and you know I'd like to see a bit more of that Fabinho, Hendo, Cater midfield if they can all stay fit because we saw it very briefly today after Cater came on um, and it looked good. So, yeah, I mean, Liverpool have taken 100 points from the last 102 available in the Premier League, which is mad. Unbeaten in 42 games, 22 points clear at the top of the league, at least until tomorrow. And, yeah, what a season. We're just running out of superlatives to describe these performances, to be honest. You know, what a Liverpool team we're watching and just keep savouring it because these are the best times to be a Liverpool fan. Uh, cheers, up the Reds. OK, so it's Southampton and Anfield for the Reds today. Um, it was one I was looking at a few weeks ago thinking, you know what, they're in good form. They press high. Danny Ings is on form. They've got a few players there. Um, really on form as well. It was one that we that could be tough because, you know, you can't win every game is what is what logic says. But this this great Liverpool team are just proving against that they're like a machine. That's they are a machine. And today, what happened was the first half, um, Southampton worked really hard. They pressed us. Um, I thought even though we had some really good chances and pen shouts and stuff, they did as well. Without I think they tested Allison once properly, but. I thought he probably shaded the first half, Southampton, um, if anything. And then second half was all Liverpool. But this team, no, they don't panic. So teams in the past where when they've been under the cosh a little bit or the, the game hasn't been uh, going for them, we've we've uh, caved in the past Liverpool teams. This Liverpool side doesn't. Um, it doesn't panic. And then it's able to kick on. One, two, three, even three more gears, and that's what he's done second half. Um, I thought, by the way, um, there, was, there was a few really good performances. Mo Salah was brilliant. I just thought his, his general work rate and effort, not just his goals, his general work rate and effort for the team was absolutely tremendous. And um, he's he, he done every bit. He chased back. Um, he ran into corners for long balls, and he, he tried to lay people on. Where there was one there where. He went through and laid one to the back post. And Minamino and Keita looked like both tried to tap it in at the same time and it went over. Virtually an open goal. Um, he, scored, he scored some great goals. But by the way, if you haven't seen it yet, the best goal was the one that got disallowed for offside. And he must have only just been offside, but it was absolutely brilliant goal. We were like, they were pressing Allison is where it started and we played in triangles in our own pen area played once one and two touch football loads of passes bing bing next thing goal uh, play through Salah goal just offside but that was probably the best one out the lot to be fair I, I thought there was pen shouting the first half and stuff but Southampton never gave up they press really hard they've got 
some really good uh, players there, to be quite honest with you. And I thought the team selection was bold. They played well, Prowse right back. They played two up front. They put an extra man in. They could have easily went with the father in the field and stuff like that. And they got some good players. You're a good manager. Um, and to come back from a 9-0 defeat there and bounce back like they have, they've got something about them and so are they. So fair play to them. Maybe it wasn't a 4-0 game, but a fourth second half, we did wipe the floor with them. Like, um, So it's brilliant. Again, we're just, we're just an absolute machine. And, you know, we're hoping Tottenham to do a favour later and then we have to win even less games. And, you know, we're up, let's face it, we've won it now, but we, we all want to confirm. We've all had heartache down the years and all that. So the sooner we get it confirmed, the better, because then we can start partying, you know, proper partying. And, 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 and not only that as well, the likes of Curtis Jones and, and Williams, the right-back, who I think both of them are good enough to be in this squad, they could get five games at the end or whatever, or, you know, if we can wrap it up. And that, that will be invaluable for them too, because Williams could um, back sense up and Jones, you know, with, I think Lalana will leave. I think Shakiri will probably leave in the summer um, as well. And I think they'll probably sell Wilson and Grew that you they've got on loan. Now there's four midfielders, and I think Curtis Jones can get one of them slots. And we probably only have to buy one one other top one instead of buying four, if you know what I mean, in the summer. But listen, the, the, you know, talking about transfers, the window went, it come and gone, and it was the first time for probably all the years of me, you know, of me uh, watching football. Um, and supporting Liverpool all these years that I didn't want us to sign someone and even before the deadline when you used to be able to sign any time it was always signing signings I wasn't even thinking about it um, I think in the summer we'll have to do a few bits because a few will leave but you know what a side what a machine and um, yeah, Salah and Henderson were brilliant today um, I thought Jeannie Van Alden really struggled uh, but everyone else you know had a go and um, sent maybe needs a rest but there was a lot of good performances as well. And to just, I think now the way we can go up and down the gears, we've evolved from a team who were just high tempo, 100%, and the odd time they burn out or get it on the break. Now we just know when to go up and when to go down, and it's brilliant. And, you know, long may it continue and it, on the march on, and we're just counting down the games now so we can just proper party. I mean, we all know it's done. I mean, it, it, if you're saying it's not done now, I mean, you know, it's really ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, if... You know, we, we've just got to try and enjoy it now, but when it is confirmed, the, the party's going to be great. And, you know, we can go for number seven Champions League as well, by the way. So what a what a time to be a red, what a time to be alive. And I feel like I'm just saying it all the time. But, you know, I woke up this morning thinking, go on a match, it's boss, in it? You know, it's just great, you know, brilliant and absolutely great. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.